the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good afternoon and welcome into another Saturday with Woods and Water, South Carolina. Here with, uh, yeah, she's here again. I'm here again. And she just got me in trouble. Can't believe that. Oh my goodness. I yeah. We're not we're not gonna go there. You we're, did. We're not gonna go there because it was not my got fault. Got me in trouble. It's got not me my in fault. Trouble. It's not my fault. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. See, I can't find this. I just had it. Ugh. I don't like technology sometimes. You're very disorganized lately. If y'all listened to last Saturday's show, your host over here couldn't find his calendar of events. So it vanished. The, the desk ate awesome it. Awesome. Something. Co-host. Save the day. Yeah, well, I mean, I manufactured some stuff. Uh-huh. <laughs> At the last second. Well, I mean, a lot of times in live radio, that's the best you can do. Uh-huh. So. And what'd you say? That's why you bring in... Twice as much. much info as you'll <laughs> yeah. ever need. That's exactly right. That's why you do that. But anyway, yeah, welcome to another day with Woods and Water South Carolina. Glad you're listening. And um, we're going to have a good time. It's going to be a gonna be a fun show. we got, um, of course, we got a calendar we're going to get to. Uh, we're going to talk to Travis Sumner with the National Wild Turkey Federation about some of the things they have going on. And, of course, I was going to talk about something here that I can't find anymore. I mean, I emailed it to myself. And then I actually went to the. Oh, I found it. Uh, 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 uh. Okay, I found it. I'm so on top of things today. Job done. And and what's this? You won't do fantasy fishing with me. I. I never have done fantasy fishing. I got. I've got. I got. I got. I don't know. Not quite triple dog dared to be in it, but maybe double dog dare you to do it. So I did it. Uh-huh. I got John Cox. He's my group A guy. This is for St. John's, which is this weekend, which I'm hopefully at. If you're hearing this, we're not actually in the studio today. Shh, don't tell anybody. Oh, wait. We just we just told people. We just told people. Uh, so anyway, group A, I picked John Cox. Group B, I got Patrick Walters. Group C, I got Brandon Cobb. D, I got Steve Kennedy. And E, I long-shotted the E one. Oh, boy. Cody Holland, Beaverton, Oregon. You know, Cody just qualified uh-huh. for the elites and all. Why not? I, uh, I mean, the have... magic of your first elite event. Can you imagine <laughs> Cody Holland winning this thing? Of course. That would be incredible. About now, we're about, yeah, at 3 o'clock or so, we're we're uh, at weigh-in on St. John's, and all my guys are probably didn't even make it to fish today. Oh, <laughs> uh, no. That nah. would be my luck. No. It'll be interesting to see when we come back next weekend how they did. But anyway, you got some news about St. John's. I do, actually. Um, Pretty cool news that I've been saving this whole time. Yeah. Bassmaster released a special detail about the tournament coming up. (laughs) And it is that AFTCO 
will be sponsoring this event. AFCO is sponsoring the St. John's event. Which is a pretty cool thing. If you don't know, AFCO is a, a good friend and sponsor of this show. They make some great fishing clothes. They make some pretty cool other stuff, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're, they're, I posted up on Facebook a while back uh, a couple of pictures. You know, they, they make some some uh, fleece stuff. Well, it's not really fleece. It's really tight. Maybe I guess they call it fleece, but it's outerwear, and it's windproof, waterproof. Mm-hmm. And, man, I, I've been fishing in that stuff in January and February, and I wore it out in Colorado when I was out there. We were at almost 13,000 feet. And it was cold up there, folks, and, I mean, it's good stuff. So it's, they manufacture stuff that's not just for fishing. Yes. They're also for girls. <laughs> oh, they yeah. have my favorite pair of leggings ever. <laughs> I have yet to order them. Yeah, well, that's your fault. I know. It is my fault. And, yes. But I highly recommend the leggings. From what they look like, they are made very well. They have pockets. Well, you saw a pair down at, at, uh, at uh, I cast. I did. Yeah. But I have not gotten them for myself. You haven't. But yeah, go check them out because yeah. I love leggings. I don't know about y'all, but I love leggings. I don't like leggings. That's probably a good thing. That probably I don't, is a good thing. I don't want to picture that. No, I don't want to picture no. that either. <laughs> well, you know, FLW came out with a with a, a couple of stories, the, the uh, top 50 stories of the decade. And... I was looking through, I was like, surely it's in here, surely it's in here, surely it's in here, and yes, surely it's in here. Uh, <laughs> one of the biggest stories from 2014 was what? Anthony Gagliardi <clears throat> and his Cinderella story. Oh, you're story. good. I, I am good. very good. See, you underestimate me, Father. Oh, in some things I do. <laughs> Other wow. things, other things. It's blatantly wow. obvious. I don't underestimate you at all. Uh-huh. Uh, but uh-huh. yeah, if you if you if you weren't there, if you don't know the story, it is. Oh gosh, <laughs> this is not happening. Okay, <laughs> never mind. Uh, okay, this is what happens when we come in here to record a show. <laughs> Well, it happened last Saturday. It did. We get interference from these two right here, from from Action Jackson right there, and from Craig Bolt. We get interference. Yeah, we do. It's gonna come to a head. We're gonna have a we're gonna have a we're gonna have a turf war. <laughs> okay. All right. Getting back to the subject. <clears throat> if you don't know the story, it is one. It is a true Cinderella, and, and he wouldn't mind it because he still loves to talk about this sometimes, but. In 2014, the FLW Cup on Lake Murray, you were there. I was. That was my that was my first. Your FLW first. Cup. That's right. Yeah. Well, that was my first too. Um, but what a story! If you don't know about it, there were events that circumstances that year that are in the second story. The FLW's actually got two, but the 2014 tour season almost ended before it began for Anthony Gagliardi. He was he was disqualified, and not just disqualified, he self disqualified himself. There was a rule change about being on the water with someone uh, during practice. It was a violation. It happened a couple of months before the tournament series, the season started. He called Bill Taylor, said, this is what I did. Bill said, I'm sorry, you're disqualified. So he was disqualified from the first event of the year, which was Okeechobee. So you start out with a zero. Everybody else has got whatever. Uh, so... 
the rest of the season, I think it was a seven-event season that year, um, he, he started season at Hartwell, the top ten. He finished 30th at Rayburn, 13th at Beaver, 46th at Pickwick, and 48th in Kentucky Lake, Lake, literally earning a spot in the cup by one ounce at the finale. And then he won the cup by one ounce. Incredible story. Mm-hmm. And and I still I still remember that just as clear as it was yesterday. And then second story, the best ever weigh-in blows the roof off in Columbia, South Carolina. That was the best weigh-in ever. You know, Steve Kennedy, Casey Ashley was there. Um, Scott Canterbury went to the lead, and he got edged out by one point, one ounce, one ounce. That is a story. It's a, that's a story that will go down. I thought it'll be history, that's for sure. It'll live on forever. Live on forever. All right, so we got uh, fantasy fishing. Yeah, you, know, you got these stories right here. You got AFCO, and then you you got some things. <laughs> Hurry up. Hurry up. Yeah, you got a minute left. A dream of yours yes. is the SHOT Show in Las Vegas. Yes, the SHOT Show. Which, folks, don't need to support me on this. I'm going to go try to get him to take me. <clears throat> but if you didn't know, it is the fifth largest trade show in Las Vegas. It is the largest event held in the Sands Expo and Convention Center, and it is 10.9 football fields length. And it's also 12.5 miles of aisles. You know what I heard? What'd you hear? It's expanding in 2021, so it's going to be bigger. Oh, boy. (laughs) You're in for it, Dad. You are in in for it. it. Tylenol and Advil. Oh, man. Concrete floors and hello, Dr. Scholl's foot inserts. <laughs> All right, hang on through the break. We're going to be back with more Woods and Water South Carolina on the other side. Got a little Huey Lewis there getting you up and moving. Even Taylor's moving a little bit here to Pasadena. Oh, I was not. I stopped myself. No, you were moving. I stopped I saw you. myself because I was not going to get an earful again. It's nothing like an earful of 80s music. But we've got, we've got, <laughs> see, Travis, I enjoyed that one too. <laughs> we, we, it's pretty good when the guests can't hold it in either, yeah, Taylor. Yeah, it is pretty good. Thank uh, you we, for that. We're, we're talking to you're Travis. You're welcome. You're welcome. Travis Sumner with the National Wild Turkey Federation. Travis, welcome back on the show. Hey guys, good to talk with you again. Yeah, the, nothing like the 80s. I was having a, a flashback of the old high school days. So I've been dancing a little bit in my office. Yeah, I mean <laughs> that this, that 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 era of music will just get you moving. That's right. It's just good. It's uplifting. It's always got a good beat to it and going. And quit shaking your head, Taylor. You know you love it. Uh, well, we'll, okay. we'll get into the music right. thing at home <laughs> right now. <laughs> Travis is, man, the National Wild Turkey Federation, you got a lot on your plate. And man. it is stuff that people can get involved in, which is what kind of your mission is now. I mean, we talked before, the the wild turkey thing, you kind of got it. It's a management thing. You're trying to keep, I noticed y'all reintroduced some in eastern Texas the other day, I believe. That is correct. Yeah. That is correct. I saw that. So kind of through that, and, and, and you, know, you were telling me earlier that you're kind of, You've got that. You're going to stay on that, but you're expanding into 
getting more people, offering more stuff for more people to get involved, not only in turkey hunting, but in all sorts of hunting? Absolutely. If you read the news, there's a lot of articles that may be out now on social media talking about how hunting in the outdoors is kind of a dying breed anymore. Nobody does it. But in order to continue conservation, you know, we have to have hunters. We have to have folks out there doing things. And Mm -hmm. NWTF, that's what we're about now. You know, we were restored wild turkeys and still doing that, but we're trying to keep our hunting heritage and uh, conservation, you know, still out there and offering opportunities for people to uh, get involved and, and learn new things about the outdoors. Well, and, and that's why you're here, because you've got some things going on, some things that a lot of people can take advantage of that aren't necessarily what you think National Wild Turkey Federation should be involved in. So why don't you just start off? I, 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 I'll, I'll, I'll start you off. Ladies <laughs> Wing Shoot Hunt Experience, coming up on February 22nd. Taylor, that you need to true. listen to this one. Yes. I'm, yep, she, she, you're, are you interested? Because you may be. I'm very interested. Oh, this would be great. It's uh, it's an event that is designated only for ladies who are in the sporting clay shooting realm, and this is all they've ever done. So now we want to put their skills to the test and teach them how to hunt. Uh, we've teamed up with Tony Creek Plantation up in Belton, South Carolina, uh, has offered an opportunity for six ladies uh, to come out for an afternoon of quail hunting. Uh, to learn about uh, what quail hunting is about. And then afterward, we're going to show them how to uh, take care of those birds and uh, get the birds packaged up. And then we're going to have a great meal following that. So we're uh, that event is kind of getting full. So we are still looking for two ladies out there that would be interested in going out and spending the afternoon learning how to shoot quail. But keep in mind, this is the beginning of a long series of hunts for this group of ladies. We're going to offer turkey hunting dove hunting, deer hunting in the fall, a field-to-fork class for them on how to cook wild game. So there's going to be a lot behind this ladies' wing shoot experience. You know what I hear when you describe this, and it's it's something I've always talked about, hunting is not just a pastime or whatever. It is a lifestyle. You know, yes. it is it is beginning to end. It is it's excitement of going hunting. It's the hunt. It's you know, cleaning it and then and then cooking it and eating it later on. It's it's a lifestyle. It is, and it's it's about building friendships and bonds that you know last for a long, long time. Um, and you know, people just don't realize that. I think people's misconception is hunting is you're just out there uh, taking game and that's it. But it is a lifestyle, man, and it it's a great lifestyle. It's it can be very humbling. But it can also be very rewarding. And I had someone tell me one time when I was a, I don't know, a late teens, early twenties, that when you go into the field with someone else with a gun, you have to be very good friends, even though you may not know them, because you're trusting them with your life. Yep. You know. That's right. And those friendships, they may start off with, uh, you know, a pairing in a duck blind or or a or a, a quail hunt or something, and but those. Those friendships, they're automatic almost. It's like you don't have to work at them. You know, I've, I've, the, the guys that I grew up with, you know, we still hunt together, you know, from high school to now. Um, I see it now with what we're doing here at NWTF, the bonds that are made with, with folks. You know, now they hunt together. They go out, and, and they've taken what they've learned here, and, and they'll come back and say, man, I just, you know, created a really good friend, and this bond will be there forever. 
Uh, and now they come to the shooting complex. You know, we've got the Palmetto <laughs> shooting complex, yeah. and they're over here shooting sporting clays with each other. So it's it's really cool um, getting to see that part of what we're trying to do here, these bonds that are built. And, you know, they'll last forever. Yep. And here we come to one of those kind of head scratchers <clears throat> that I was talking about earlier, what, in Dash to Wild Turkey Federation, Pond Management Workshop. <laughs> Yeah, believe it or not, this is a hot item. You know, how many landowners are there in our area that have ponds and enjoy fishing uh, and taking care of those ponds? And we found out a couple of years ago we hosted one of these events for landowners or folks that had a pond to come in and learn about how to properly manage a pond. Uh, So this year we kind of teamed up with a variety of sponsors. Um, We teamed up with... A group out of Georgia, Greg Grimes and Aquatic Environmental Services. Okay. Uh, he's a, uh, a good biologist, fisheries biologist. Uh, we have, uh, mossback fish structures coming, uh, Texas trophy hunters, uh, several other groups that's going to be here to talk about, you know, how many fish should I harvest in my pond? How should I stock my pond? How to feed my fish? Maybe I need fish structures. How about, you know, everybody asks, will call here and ask questions. Hey, I've got this thing floating around in my pond. How do I get rid of it? Aquatic right. plants. So it's an all-day class. It's a hands-on event for landowners uh, to learn how to properly manage their pond, their investment. Because, you know, people put a lot of money in the pond. Oh, yeah. That's not a cheap venture. No, it's not. And why not come and learn from experts that will tell you exactly uh, how to take care of that pond? It's not a cheap venture. My, uh, the pond that we fish at at the farm, I think, was constructed sometime in the 30s. It was done right. with with mules dragging mm-hmm. a pan. <laughs> oh, so wow. Back in, back in that day, it was probably pretty cheap. You know, you didn't have to worry about the, the uh, uh, who controls the Army Corps of Engineers on the damn thing, the EPA on the outflow and stuff like that. <laughs> It wasn't, hey, I've got to get all these permits. That's right. And yeah. Can I afford yeah. to do this? That's it. And, that, and that's what makes it when you shell the money out to have a pond these days. That's why pond management is so important. Exactly. Exactly. So we're looking forward to hosting that workshop. Uh, believe it or not, it's uh, people look and said the date's February the 29th. Uh, the funny part is, is there a 29th day in February? Well, this year there is. There it's is. leap year, so <laughs> this is a, a once-in-a-lifetime deal That's to right. come to a pond management on leap year. On February 29th. That's, That's pretty right. good. Uh, well, what else you got going on? There are a couple other things on the list you sent me, but just take a – we got about four or five minutes, about four minutes. Take, okay, just, just to get down. everybody up to, up to speed and uh, some things that we have going on. Uh, we have a, we're offering a hunter education class. If you haven't gone and taken, uh, gotten your hunter ed certificate, uh, if you were born after June 30th, 1979, that's required of you now to purchase a South Carolina hunting license. Uh, we've got that up coming up on, um, March the 7th. And then in April, you know, everybody be itching turkey season yes. just around the corner. Uh, we are offering an adult turkey hunt experience. Now, this is for folks uh, 18 and above okay. that would love to learn how to turkey hunt. We're going to offer uh, one afternoon and evening of the learn-to-hunt process and how-to and shooting, and then we're going to get you up the next morning, and we're going to take you out on an actual turkey hunt. Wow. And uh, that's open to uh, adults out there. There's limited spaces on that, but we would love to – get folks involved in turkey hunting. Um, 
you know, to me, turkey hunting is that one-on-one, like playing chess. you got to uh, <laughs> see who's got the best patience and who's going to make the right move. But it's it's all what we've got going on here at NWTF. Uh, all of our events are listed on our website. You can go to nwtf.org and click on events and punch in our zip code here, 29824, and it'll give you a listing of everything we've got going on here at the National Wild Turkey Federation. And there's something for everything. You know, you, we, you didn't mention it, but your Jake's turkey hunt, it's already full. Your youth turkey hunt is full. Absolutely. What? We list it. That's list great. It. it is. And, you know, our youth are our future. Uh, we just finished up uh, last Saturday with a youth waterfowl hunt. Our youth hunts filled up back in November of last Man. year, believe it or not, even wow. the turkey hunt. That is good. So, that is really good. Well, here, here's an interesting folk, uh, fact for you folks that you might can sell it and use it or make money out of whatever. Did, and Travis, did you know that? Did you know that the Palmetto Shooting Complex threw for like 4.2 million sporting clays last year or clay pigeons? Yep. <laughs> That's a yep. 4.2 million clays last year. That and it, that it, in it, itself, that, though, you think about all the money in taxes that was paid that went into Pittman Robertson that came back into our state because of that. Absolutely, and they're going to be throwing. In a matter of fact, in about uh, you know, a lot going on out there too. Yeah. You mentioned clays on the 22nd. We'll have over 700. Uh, Youth, students, scholastic, uh, it's going to be one of the biggest shooting events that we'll have out there. So we might touch that uh, number again after that event. <laughs> you might. And I tell you what, I came to one of those events a couple of years ago, and you show up for one of those, now you know where the side-by-side market is. That's right. Because those kids' parents deck them out with side-by-sides. It's great to see. Because that, that in itself is a family event. You see more family units going around those sporting clays courses than you ever were anywhere else and it's 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 amazing and and see that's that's a lot with this wing shooting event with the women are you know believe it or not a lot of people shoot but they don't hunt so now we want to tie the two together and it'll be you know we've got those scholastic shoots running all the way through april so i'm sure uh that four million targets that'll be thrown we'll probably touch that and then some here in the next few months very good well travis thanks for taking time out of your day to be on the show again thanks for the updates we'll um circle back around maybe into march and figure out what you got going on for the summer how's that sound absolutely hey it's always a pleasure to talk to you guys and look forward to the next time thank you so much all right have a great day you do the same I forget who it was the other day. I picked up a phone call, and they didn't immediately answer. And I, he said, were you actually singing? It was Brandon Cobb. That's who it was. I called, it was. When I called Brandon <laughs> Cobb last week, yeah. He goes, were you singing? I'm like, oops. Oops. <laughs> That's not good. No, we need, we need to update your your bumper music. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. You have nothing. You will have nothing to do oh, with that when it happens. Yeah. I'm co-host now, <laughs> yes. sir. Which means you have no power at all.
I have more power than I had before. Uh, no, you have less. Not true. Because now I can kick you off the show if I want to. No, you can't. Oh, I can. <laughs> Boy, you give somebody a seat beside you in the studio, they think they run things. Anyway. Boy, you if, give somebody a seat in the studio and they think they run things. Hmm. It's because I do run things. Really? And have run things. How about we said a years. station runs the things. No, you are no. just a part of it. No, I run things. Uh, want to thank Travis and National Wild Turkey Federation. They do have a lot going on. Have all, they have, you know, I have <laughs> been to, I have been to youth turkey seminars that they put on. I have been to youth deer clinics they put on. They have a great, uh, facility down there, you know, in addition to what used, it was the headquarters. They have pollinator zones down there. Um, they have the Palmetto Shooting Complex, you know, 4.2 million clays last year. And, and, and like we were talking about that, to have those kids down there with families, and, and I'm serious, a side-by-side market has got it when it comes to high school shooting sports. <clears throat> they, uh, especially when you run those sporting clays ranges. But it's so cool to see families out together. So cool. So if you have an opportunity, if you want to know what is involved, go to the National Wild Turkey Federation, find something that interests you, and, and go to it. And like I said, they, they have stuff there, they have stuff elsewhere. So, um, then it's not just them, it's a lot. The, the South County Shooting Foundation is another one. You got the, the Scholastic Sporting Clays course. Uh, that's a DNR program. It's Class Sporting Clays, but you've got Youth Shooting Foundation. You've got, you know, a lot of stuff you can do to get involved. And if you're, if you're interested in joining the National Wild Turkey Federation, join or renew now for $35 and get a $25 Bass Pro Shops promo card back. That's good. Which is Bass Pro Shops contribution to you becoming a member of NWTF. Just a little thing if you want to try them out for a year and get the magazine and find out a little bit more, or maybe get involved with the local chapter. Here's an opportunity for you to do it for $10. Who knows? They may put you on a committee. <laughs> that's, that's my thing in life. Okay. Taylor, you said you had you wanted some air time today. Go ahead. <laughs> I said I wanted some air time. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. <clears throat> Because one of the things we talk about is why does everybody wait till summertime to start worrying about deer season? Deer season yeah. runs. You may only hunt for three and a half months or four months, but deer season, quote unquote, runs year round. Exactly. You said hunting is a lifestyle. And it this is. is. This is included in that lifestyle. And this is this is one of the cool parts of the lifestyle. It's not I'm going hunting. It is I am. I'm being. A, I'm playing the role of conservationist. Mm-hmm. It's timber improvement. It's managing what you have to work with. Habitat improvement. It is, yes. But this particularly is confined to okay, timber. Okay, what you got? Um, so for those of you that either hunt in the woods or just want some way to manage those annoying little shrubs and trees that pop up everywhere in the pasture and get in the way. Commonly referred of, to as sweet gum trees. Yeah. <laughs> But we actually use this method yes, at the we farm. Yes, we do. Mm-hmm. Our big pasture, our big main pasture. Fixing to do a lot more of it. It has sweet gums. And they get is. very annoying when you try to bush hog. Or yeah, the, the problem with sweet gums is if you cut them down, the stump and roots get bigger because it doesn't kill a sweet gum. Mm-hmm. So 
bush hogging them down year after year after year doesn't do you a bit of good. Exactly. So to help us out with that, QDMA released a very useful method for that exact thing. Yeah. And it is called the hack and squirt method. That's right. And it says, playing the right trees and removing the wrong ones can be both part of effective deer habitat management. And that is so true. Um, basically, this is to control the non-native invasive tree species that are consuming space that could be used for other things or that could let you have more working space. For lots of different things, for food plots, for just natural successional growth. Mm-hmm. And we actually have some direct quotes here from Dr. Jim Miller, who is a research ecologist and team leader with the GW Andrews Forestry Sciences Laboratory in Auburn, <laughs> Alabama. Wow, that is a very long title there. Yeah. But he is going to go step by step through okay. this method. Take us. Um, a quote from him says, hack and square is a very simple method. Um, if a tree has a main stem, merely place cut marks around it and inject the herbicide. However, you may, you make those cuts is important. There is a certain way Fair. to do that. And it, it sounds, when you say hack and square, it just sounds like you just put a hole Slap in it. Slap it a couple times. Exactly, yeah. pretty much. Um, but it says use a sharp tool such as a machete, br- brush axe, or hatchet. Well, some people may be thinking, What's what a is brush a brush axe? axe? Around my house, we call it a bush axe. <laughs> <laughs> and it is very different. And I have grown up watching Dad use that all the time. And I grew up watching my dad use one because yep. we surveyed. Exactly. Um, so, so take your machete or bush axe <laughs> or brush axe or whatever you use, just a sharp tool um, to chop into the trunk at chest height. Um, the cut should form like a cup where if you when you spray the herbicide, it just sets in there. Yeah, you want the cut to kind of peel back a mm-hmm. little bit. Yeah, it says if the um, bark splits on either side of the cut, um, you need to make sure that the angle of the cut is not too shallow. Yeah. And you need to make sure the herbicide won't leak out. Um, while the blade is still in the cut, twist the blade downward to open the cut and spray one millimeter of herbicide mix from a common spray bottle into the cut. Now, this is where... Um, Going to the effective herbicide section, they recommend Arsenal AC um, because it has a very wide range of effectiveness. Um, herbicides, different herbicides affect different species of these trees differently, but they said this one just has a wide range. Yeah, it is. That. Um, but it says the number of cuts made in the tree will vary depending on the herbicide used. Um, for large trees requiring Multiple cuts, space the cuts evenly around the trunk. Um, be sure to treat every trunk with those shrubs that have multiple. Um, Arsenal AC calls for three, calls for one cut three per three to four inches of tree <laughs> diameter. I am not having a good day today. It's not a good day. <laughs> start that one over again. Arsenal wants how many cuts? It calls for one cut per three to four inches of tree diameter. Okay. There we go. Got it. Um. Then you may be wondering, when is this effective? Yes. Um, it's effective. Do not do it during the heavy sap flow. And that is basically March. So if Into you, April. March yeah. and April. Um, it says the best times to do it are late winter and summer 
and fall. And we're in late winter. So, yeah. So now for the next few weeks, this is something you could do yes. in an afternoon. Because it really, it's not a, a, a labor-intensive thing. No, it's not. And it's something, I mean, you do have to be, you have to take your time and make sure you do it right. But it's not going to just, it's not going to drain you completely. No. But you do need to look at the forecast because, you know, if you use your common sense, you don't want to do it when it's raining. And so that means don't do it. When we're recording today because <laughs> we're just going to get it's four little, or five inches of rain yeah, it's a and it will wet. wash that out. <laughs> you know, when we do this, when we did this, um, you and I did this, I just had you drive the gator in. You have to be careful with some of these, especially at your age mm-hmm. and being a girl, be very careful with you in contact with some of these chemicals. Arsenal is a, is a powerful one. It is. It's, uh, in fact, some of the places, some of the things we sprayed last fall a year ago still don't have grass growing in them <laughs> yeah <laughs> um and i may have overdone the hack part and the squirt part but i was mad i was not gonna have this problem with these trees again and 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 so i would make like five or six hacks make sure that that bark is peeled back and you want it maybe at a 45 degree angle make sure that that bark kind of peels over just a little bit where you made the cut and then I, I bought a one-gallon, and you can do this with a hand pump sprayer. Mm-hmm. It just depends on how many trees you're going to do uh, as to how often you want to refill it. I just went and bought a one-gallon sprayer and carried that around. And, I, like I said, four, five, six cuts, squirt, 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 on to the next one. Squirt, squirt. And you drove the gator. <laughs> I did. It is something that is very effective. Like you said, we have no grass growing around those areas right now. <laughs> those sweet gum trees were dead. I wondered about them. And I went out with the tractor bush hog, and man, they just, they were dead. And the, and the grass around the bottom was the dead, and the grass around the bottom is still dead. But this is something we're going to employ a lot more because we have a lot of sweet gums. We've got some places we want to open up to allow movement, you know, deer trails and stuff like that. Uh, open up that, the, the floor of the forest so you can yep. get that successional growth when we burn. So, good story. Thank you. You're welcome. All right, hang on through the break. More Woods and Water South Carolina, the calendar events. We'll come back. She could see Taylor. She was sitting there, and Matt came on, and she just, like, jumped out of the seat. I'm tired. <laughs> oh, me. She's tired. It's the life of a high schooler, folks. It's horrid. <laughs> Which is why your mouth, your tongue was having such a hard time in the last segment. That was, that was rough. <laughs> You can I, go. I hope I hope y'all got that. I, really I think they did. I think they got that. it. Hey, look, if you didn't, go to the QDMA website. Yep. QDMA and uh, was it QDMA.org.com? QDMA.com. And look at, I mean, the article's there. If you couldn't understand Taylor, you can certainly read it off the website. <laughs> there are sometimes, especially in live radio, when you have to laugh at yourself. Isn't that right, Dad? Many times. Many times. <laughs> You know, I, I I didn't mention this. You know, bringing up radio and live radio, I'm not in any way 
saying that I'm anywhere near the radio show host that he is. But if you haven't heard over the last week, you know, Rush Limbaugh has a, has stage four lung cancer. And it's just, I, you know, it hurts. Somebody, because I've been listening to Rush since the late 80s when he first got on the air. And I'm, like I said, I'm not saying I'm anything near what he is as far as a radio show host. But it's funny. I listened to him for so many years when I got here to GTK and wanted to start a show. I already knew what a heartbreak was. You know, I knew a lot of the ins and outs of how to how a radio show works. Um, and he's responsible for a lot of that. I couldn't help but uh, when they in the State of the Union address the other night when President Trump gave him that the medal, I was like, you know, I wouldn't I probably wouldn't be sitting here if it weren't for him because I listened to him for years and I kind of knew here's what you do in a radio show. You don't be anything other than yourself in a radio show, you know, and that came from somebody else too. Don't try to be expert on everything. Um, his, I'm, we're, 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 we're guest and content driven or guest driven. Really? He's more content. I don't know. He's had more than a handful of guests on the whole time I've ever listened to him. But, uh, anyway, thought our thoughts and prayers go out to rush. He, uh, he definitely has had a, a, uh, an impact on probably a lot of radio show hosts because a lot, he's been on so long. A lot of people probably learned just listening to him. So, all right. Well, to the to the calendar events this week, and uh, colonial encampment, the Revolutionary War reenactments, uh, the Francis Marion artifact displays, Native Indian demonstrations, and uh, all is going to be taking place. Oh, I can't believe this! This is <laughs> Lake City, South Carolina. I thought this was Camden. Anyway, Graham's historic farm. 843 McCutcheon Road in Lake City, South Carolina, Saturday, February 15th, Sunday, February 16th, uh, 10 a.m. to 6 p.m., 10 a.m. to 3 a.m. It's a, it's a reenactment weekend, $15 for the whole weekend. Uh, they have pancake breakfast. They have a cannon demonstration, a World War II and reenactment. Uh, speaker, Mr. Ed Forte, uh, birth of the Marines and uh, birth of the Continental Marines and the Marion and Lee Siege of Fort Watson. They're going to have some Revolutionary War reenactments, um, some dances, and a night of lights. So every once in a while, oh, I'm going to have to pass this off to Angela. There you go, Angela. You take that home with you. Uh, <laughs> but that's uh, Lake City, South Carolina. That's on the way to Myrtle Beach, and something you can get out there and do. What you got, Taylor? <clears throat> on February 15th from 8.30 a.m. to 10.30 a.m., which is the same which is basically the event hours, okay. as I say. Um, we've got the Great Backyard Bird Count at, Sable Rock, at Table Rock State Park. Here we go again. Um, my mouth is going to get <laughs> ahead of me. Um, meeting Place is a visitor center. Uh, what to bring binoculars, and you can bring a bird-watching book. Yeah. Um, register deadline is the day of, February 15th. Okay. Um, but if you cannot make that one. To count some birds. Yes. You can do February 14th through the 17th in your backyard. Which is why it's called the Great Backyard, backyard. Bird Count. <laughs> and basically, you just need to go outside. It takes, what, 15 minutes? Yeah, they say, they say about 15 minutes. And same, what to bring, you know, binoculars and a bird book. And you write down and record the birds you have found. And you can go to um, audubon.org or birdcount.org right. to... Collect your data. 
That's right. And see what you got. Um, so that's a very good opportunity to get outside. Which is one of those reasons you need a pair of binoculars. Yes, it is. Everybody needs a pair of binoculars. Everybody needs a pair in of binoculars. In the car, at home. It, the other day, I'm riding down the road. There's a hawk out in the field. Okay, let me just say only. He's, 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 <laughs> he's got something in his claws. And I'm stopped on the side of the road. People are, yeah, I don't have a pair of binoculars. I got my camera, <gasps> but I don't have a pair of binoculars. Only, only you would be driving on the road no, looking no, no, hot. No, 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 because I follow my own advice. I didn't forget the camera. I just need to add in the pair of binoculars. Because then I'd have been able to tell what he had in his thing. But I couldn't with the camera. It would just wouldn't sharpen up enough. So that's the reason, folks. Every, just, every time, every time we go outside, I said, don't forget your binoculars. That's right. Take don't forget the camera either. Don't forget the camera. Because <laughs> those are once, in, those are once, those are one-time deals. They happen, they're gone. They are. And that's a really cool picture of a hawk with some something feathery in his claws in the field. I can't tell. I think it's a dove. <laughs> okay, getting back to calendar. Uh, Hilton Head Island Seafood Festival. Every once in a while, I'll pull one of these foodie things just because I love food. This runs from February 24th through the 28th. And essentially, it's just a, a rolling eat-a-thon, so to speak. I mean, seriously, it, tours run daily Monday the 24th through Friday the 28th, 10 a.m. to 12 and 2 p.m. You can get dinners. There's tours. But you get, all, you get a Hudson Seafoods on the dock, okay? You go at Table Seaside Culinary Discussion and Chef Experience on Wednesday. Uh, Thursday at Pitmaster 101 with Brian Furman and Robert Owens. Uh, Friends of James Beard Southern Supper on Thursday night. Uh, celebrity chef master classes with Chef William Disson of Haymaker, Disson of Haymaker on Friday. Uh, pig picking and oyster roast Friday night at the Waddell Mariculture Center. Wow. Do you remember going I there have and not heard there? that name in forever. One of our first away from home trips was to Waddell. It was. And we, they let us spend the night at the River House. That was a, that was a cool house. Yeah. And then that we got the tour. Cool and you know, they're, they have almost finished the renovations at Waddell. I talked to Al Stokes when I was down there for CIFWA, and he said they should be completing that by the springtime. So hopefully we're going to get down there, make another tour of Waddell, because they do some really cool marine research down there. When we were down there, they were growing redfish, shrimp, and tilapia all in the same successional pools because they were using each one of them to feed the other. It was really, hmm. really interesting. Yep. Um, but anyway, the Saturday Seafood Festival from 11 to 4, Historic Honey Horn Plantation, uh, you know, and then it just it just goes on and on. And there's all sorts of different passes and one day events and one event. It, you can spend however much money you want to, but I, every once in a while these foodie things just jump up and grab me. <laughs> the Hilton Head Island Seafood Festival, February 24th through the 28th. If you're anywhere down there, you're, my mouth is water. You better do something to it. <laughs> I better do something like move on to the next thing. There you go. Okay. Well, we just had we just talked about this a little bit yes. in the last segment. Yeah, that's right. Um, we talked to Travis Sumner about the NWTF Women's Wing Shooting Hunt Experience. Yep. Um, that Saturday, February 22nd, at Tony Creek Plantation in Anderson, South Carolina. Um, it is women 18 and older who are sporting clay enthusiasts um, and would like to test their skills, learn more about hunting, and attend a quail hunt. Um, there is limited space. Um, I think you said they only had two more spots. Two left. more spots open. Um, cost is thirty five dollars, but it's a great 
great opportunity. And to contact him, call 803-631-7517 um, or email him at tsumner at nwtf.net. And that's Sumner, S-U-M-N-E-R. Okay, Saturday, March 7th. It's a little bit out there, but the amazing Myrtle Beach State Park Challenge Race. You get to race and walk around Myrtle Beach State Park in the annual Amazing Race Contest. Enjoy friendly competition using your wits, athleticism, and problem-solving skills to answer questions about nature, complete challenges, and solve puzzles. No technology allowed. You like that, don't you? The theme this year, sharks. Learn all about the diverse sharks found in the waters off South Carolina. The race covers approximately four to four and a half miles. Come see why we think Myrtle Beach State Park is amazing. Your T-shirt, bag, water bottle, participation medal, and snacks are included. Teams of two must register at least one adult. No one under 12 years old may participate. Registration is $75 per team, limited to 30 teams. Contact Myrtle Beach State Park at 4401 South Kings Highway in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, for more information. Mm. I remember we used to watch The Amazing Race all the time. (laughs) That was so much fun. Well, are you going to do... Go, no, you go right ahead. Okay. Well, this is our last food thing of today. Um, February 22nd, um, doors open at 2 o'clock. And what is it, February 22nd? They, well, I will get to that. Doors oh. open at 2 o'clock and go till 8 o'clock p.m. It is the Wild Game Dinner hosted uh. by Dutch Fork Church whew, on Drew Shoals Road um, in Ballantyne, South Carolina. Um, for tickets, go to wildgamedinner.net. Um, they got some. They got some pretty cool giveaways, including yes, an AR-15, a Creedmoor bolt-action rifle with scope, and a Breda. A three-hundred so, shotgun. Go, go to that. That's another a, that's wild game dinner. Another one with some really cool giveaways. Is that a fundraiser for something or just? I'm not doesn't sure. say. It doesn't say. No. Probably just to pay for the food, or the cooking, <laughs> or something. Something. But to get people out. You get those giveaways to get people out and in, involved. And what a better way to get involved than through food. <laughs> Oof, we love food. Who doesn't? <laughs> no. I enjoy it probably a little too much. Well, I, I hope you've enjoyed the show. Like, uh, tune in, uh, I guess, about now. Well, the weigh-in starts at 3.15. So we're probably a good way through the weigh-in. It'll be interesting to see where I land on fantasy fishing. can't believe you're not going to do it with me. I I'm tried sorry. to challenge I'm you. I'm sorry. I'm not. Maybe I need to triple dog dare you. No, no, you do not. <laughs> no, you do not. Well, look, if you if you need more information on any of that stuff, feel free to call us, email us, roger at woodsandwatersouthcarolina.com, taylor at woodsandwatersouthcarolina.com. Go to our website, woodsandwatersc.com, uh, Facebook, woodsandwatersc. Uh, Taylor's got a Taylor M. Outdoors Facebook and Instagram. Uh, if you miss this show either way, you can... Podcast on the website, station website. You can hear it at radio.com, tune in app, all sorts of places. <laughs> all right. Just go check us out. That's right. And as always, <laughs> make time to get out there. Take the back roads when you can. Don't forget the binoculars and the camera. See you back here next week with more Woods and Water, South Carolina. Hit me from behind. Yes, I'm